This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We're internet sensations, guys. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS. Welcome to a Wednesday Drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad, where there is more movement on the Carolina Panthers roster front that we'll get to shortly. Plus, we have a bevy. Good SAT word. A bevy of Wake Forest Elon tickets that we're going to be giving away throughout today's show. And remember, this is a sold-out game, so stick around to learn how to win those. However, on the eve of the college football season really starting, talking about week one that kicks off tomorrow, it still likely feels like the ACC expansion bombshell is coming, that it's going to drop this week. And if that happens now, If Cal, Stanford, and SMU do in fact join the league this week, it would almost be poetic. Poetic symmetry, what we're looking at here. Because consider this. This is officially the last week of the ACC holding offices in Greensboro. This is the last week. The lease is up. They had a ribbon-cutting ceremony at the new office in Charlotte yesterday in Uptown. They are telling employees that they hope to be at a full go next Tuesday, the day after Labor Day, in holding their offices full-time in Charlotte exclusively. That's what I've been told. This is after 70 years, two months, and 18 days of the ACC being in Greensboro. The league was born at the Sedgefield Inn, which is now the clubhouse, of Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro. They've been at Grandover for the last little bit, and now they're going to be going to Charlotte. And like moving to Charlotte, adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU shows us how little the ACC's leaders care about the tradition of this league. They simply don't care. Half the ACC is of the former Big East. Seven, eight of the schools used to be in the Big East Conference. So it's not the shame any it's not the same anymore. And if you're willing to move headquarters 90 miles from where you were at, you might as well be willing to take all of your teams 3,000 miles away to Palo Alto and to Berkeley. You're just as willing to do that, to uproot that, because tradition doesn't matter to you. The history doesn't matter to you. And this is why if the ACC does get to the point where it's doomsday, this isn't what I believe, by the way. I don't think this is going to happen, maybe ever. Certainly not in the near future. If the ACC does meet the same fate of the Pac-12 conference, it's moves like this, moves like these, adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU, and moving headquarters out of Greensboro, it's moves like that that won't make it hurt as much. It won't hurt as badly if the ACC fails, if the ACC is doomed, if the ACC disbands, if it's not an ACC that any of us recognizes anymore. Because this is not the league we grew up loving. And it's pretty clear that the people who run this league and this isn't me talking specifically about Jim Phillips, it's more the ACC president, it's clear they don't care about the people who have supported this league as long as it's been supported. The the fan base, the core fan base that's always been there, they just don't care. And this is why I won't blame North Carolina or Clemson. If they find a way out of the grant of rights and they leave to go to another conference and seek better opportunity. Because if that happens, you will have people, many of the same people who are leaving Greensboro right now and leaving, you know, welcoming the idea of adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Many of those same people, if North Carolina and Clemson chose to do something that's best for them and leave, they're going to talk about loyalty. You know it. They're going to talk about loyalty. They're going to talk about tradition. How can you do these types of things? These leaders have told us tradition doesn't matter anymore. And loyalty doesn't matter either. So why should those schools care about any of those two things? This is why you compare it to NASCAR and how they further expanded 
going away from their roots, uprooting from North Wilkesboro and from Rockingham for greener pastures. And then when those when that core fan base was needed in the last 15 years or so, they, those fans found something better to do. 336-7-7-7-1-600 if you want in on today's show. Let's go to Tim and Clemens, who's up first today. Tim, what do you have for me? My question is about it's about the grant of rights. Okay. Who enforces the grant of rights? Is that the is that ESPN or is that the conference or what? Because let me let me answer the question the best way I know how, and you let me know if there's anything that that lacks clarity to you about it. View it the same way you view like a coach negotiating a long-term contract extension with a school signing. I'm going to sign a eight year contract extension or a better example would be a player. I'm going to sign an eight year contract extension to play baseball with the LA angels. Let's say Shohei Otani signs a big deal. Um, They're expected. His rights belong to the LA angels for the extent of those eight years. And the schools within the conference gave the ACC the rights to, this is the grant of rights that they agreed to, to negotiate a television contract on their behalf. And so when they signed it with ESPN, the schools consented in giving the ACC the right to negotiate with ESPN. So the answer is the schools gave the right to the ACC and ESPN and ACC are in an agreement here long-term through 2036. Okay. I guess my main uh, focus is that ESPN has made a lot of money on the ACC. They were one of the first conferences, really, that that the ESPN uh, hooked up with uh, when uh, ESPN came in, uh, you know, came in into being. Sure. And if if the if the ACC implodes, then the grant of rights, as far as ESPN goes, would be worth nothing. There would be no conference to hold the grant of rights over because the conference would implode. And you're saying that the ACC and the ESPN are partners in this grant of rights uh, situation. It looks like to me that both parties could see that it doesn't benefit either side to continue the grant of rights when watching what happened to the Pac-12, uh, it seems to me that they'd want to take a preemptive strike and say, look, we're going to have to sit down and reevaluate. We can't hold, you know, we can't hold the, these cards until 2036 because if we do, the grant of rights will be worth nothing because the, because the ACC would basically, it, it's going to dissolve if, if, that, if something's not done with that. Yeah. Thank you for the call, by the way, Tim. And I'll add this. You're right. And what you're describing is why it's ridiculous when people suggest Florida State might leave, say, for the SEC, because the same relationship ESPN has with the ACC is the relationship they have with the SEC. They don't want to compromise their relationship with the ACC and also mess with a really good TV contract for them that goes through 2036 by having them jump to another property that happens to be an ESPN property, the SEC. So that's that's ne- never going to happen. The Big Ten doesn't care about any of this because they're not in bed with the ESPN. They're in bed with Fox. So if any of these schools want a life raft out of the ACC for greener pastures, it would have to be with Fox's cooperation. And I don't know if they want to lawyer up and fight those battles with ESPN and with the ACC and go to the courtroom to test the grant of rights. I do think it's a very solid thing. Shifting the conversation a little bit, Will Dalton, he's the executive producer of this show. WD, tickets for days for Wake Forest and Elon tomorrow, which we'll give away in about five to ten minutes. This hour we'll give away some. Next hour and even in the five o'clock hour, we'll still have some as well for a sold-out game. Things aren't going well for my birds, though, right now. Yeah, you're not having a very good inning here. Sixth inning's been a bad one for you. 10 to 5, mm-hmm. the White Sox are leading my Orioles. A little bit distracted today. Promise some roster movement talk. After today's roster movement, there are three key areas that we'll be following closely in the 11 days that separate us from the Carolina Panthers opener in Atlanta. And per usual, it starts with quarterbacks. You might remember yesterday, hey, Matt Corral, he made the 53-man roster, along with Bryce Young and Andy Dalton. There you go. Good on you, Bryce. But we told you he made it for now. 
And we knew something might have been up when Frank Reich was asked about the quarterbacks yesterday, and this is what he said. I'm not in position to say that right now. You know what I mean? I mean everything is where, you know, we're looking at. Um, obviously, we love the work that Matt has done. So um, the quarterback position is valuable. Um, we feel good about where he's at, but there's a lot of moving parts, as you, as you, you guys know. Uh, that's, that's the question all 32 teams are facing right now. What do you do with the third quarterback? So that's always a tough question. Yeah, so I'm not in a position to say that we're going to carry three quarterbacks. And then a day later, the Panthers claim three players off of the waiver wire, which means you have to correspond in waiving three guys. And Matt Corral's among the three players that were waived earlier today. So quarterback, something that we're following. We'll see if Matt Corral clears waivers and the Panthers could keep him on the practice squad. Right guard is something that we will be paying close attention to. Austin Corbett going to miss at least the first four games. Chandler Zavala, the rookie out of NC State, started the last two preseason games for the Panthers there. But one of these waiver pickups was a tackle named Calvin Throck, uh, Throckmarl. Nailed it. Throckmorton, excuse me. Didn't nail it. Calvin Throckmorton is the name of this guy. Here's what you need to know about him. Started 20 games for the New Orleans Saints. He can play guard, they made sure to point out, on the Panthers' website. So it might not be Chandler Zavallo. It could be Calvin Throckmorton Marl Mile. That guy. Just knock it off. Nailed it. And then, obviously, the health of the skill guys is something we're going to follow. Three wide receivers are up in the air. LaVisca Chenault in concussion protocol, DJ Chark with that hamstring, and Terrace Marshall Jr. with the back. And we haven't seen Miles Sanders or Justin Houston strap it up for the preseason either. So eventually we'd like to see those guys play, preferably the season opener against Atlanta. As mentioned, we're going to give away family four-packs of Wake Forest tickets. This is for tomorrow night, a sellout game against Elon. And we're going to lift morale across the triad as we do it in Weekly Positivity next. You're on the drive with Josh Graham. Every hour of today's show, we're going to be giving away family four packs of Wake Forest tickets. The Deeks facing Elon tomorrow night. We're excited about the opener. You should be, too, if you want to go watch Wake Forest play tomorrow. Give us a call right now at 336-777-1600. All you have to do is give us a call and tell us something good. The only thing I'm not allowing as being <laughs> a good answer is what's good is that I won these tickets. We know. That's why you're calling the show. So other than that, 336-777-1600, it's time for Weekly Positivity. Oh, yeah. I give it a tan. A bleeping tan. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. If you would like to go to Wake Forest, Elon, tomorrow night. Hi, Will. Hello, Josh. Oh, you're very loud. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Turn your mic down a little. Wow. Just really super loud. Yeah. Just got excited there. Yeah. Let's see how loud Josh and Clemens is. Hi, Josh. Mm. Hey, Josh. Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Ah, uh, having a good day. Are you having a good day or are you having a good day? I'm having a good day. Wow. Well, in order to win some Wake Forest tickets, tell us why you're having a good day. Because I get to start out a good Labor Day weekend with a good Wake Forest win. I think the stunt loving left us that qualify WD because he didn't say winning the tickets. He called his shot that Wake Forest is going to win the game. I th I think that counts. I think yeah. I think he got him. Uh huh. And you're going to get four tickets, Josh and wow. Clements. Have you begun to think about who you're going to bring to this game? Yes, I have. Who might that be? My wife and brothers. They're going to be super excited, right? And you're going to look good. 
Very good. Well, stay on the line to WD can get your information and enjoy Wake Forest football tomorrow night. There goes Josh and Clemens. If you'd like to join Josh and Clemens and his wife and brothers, 336-777-1600. This isn't me like offering like a carpool situation. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know what type of car Josh and Clemens drives. I don't know if he has room. It might be one of those vans that he can fit a few more people in the back seat. But then again, we have another four pack of tickets to give away and I don't know any car that can fit eight people. Have you ever been in a car that has eight people in it at one time? Maybe like in a van on a field trip when I was in school. But outside of that, no, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it really does. Bad, bad. Really bad. Not good. Not good. Tell me something good with you. Well, so last night we, we had the Bachelorette finale, and Joey, the tennis player, didn't win. So that that wasn't good. You should know WD was despondent. Like WD, I was telling him what was about to happen, and he didn't believe what was about to go down. Like, I was telling him, I know how producers work, man. He's getting the puppy dog edit where you're supposed to be rooting for him, so they're about to pull the rug underneath you. And that's exactly what happened. Joey lost, and who ended up winning? Dotton won the Bachelor, Bachelorette for this year. But the good news is, Joey's going to be the next Bachelor. So you get to watch a full season well, of Joey. That, but that's what I was getting to, the part of that that was good. That's good. I get to watch Joey hopefully end up with somebody better than Rachel or Gabby or anything like that. Charity. And Charity. I like Charity. Charity's nice. Yeah, she seems good. Boring, but nice. Let's go to John in High Point who wants to go to Wake Forest and Elon. I'm taking football or at least Wake football related matters off the table. Tell me something else that is good, John. Well, for me, uh, good is um, I'm actually heading to a retirement dinner tonight. So I am going to have a nice uh, steak dinner and uh, spend some time with some, uh, some. well, we'll soon be former colleagues. Let me serve as your waiter for a second, John. How, how do we like that steak? How do we like it? Oh, uh, I'm probably going to get a filet that's uh, medium, medium well. Wow. You might just want to go medium, John. Medium well. I don't know if that's going to go over well. Okay. Me- medium. I sign me up. All right. Sign up. And congratulations to you. I need you. some mushrooms on it, too, what, Yeah. Well, oh, mushrooms. That, that checks out. That's good. I also like butter on it. Uh, what's on? What else do you have on the side? Are we talking like potatoes or mashed potatoes? What are we looking at? Oh, that sign me up. That would be uh, that would be perfect. A little mashed potatoes, maybe a salad, some uh, asparagus or something like that. We'll, we'll sign you up for that, and we'll sign you up for Wake Football tomorrow. So enjoy that, awesome. and congratulations. There goes John in High Point. That was really good. Oh, I didn't tell you what's good with me real quick. Not the Orioles. Willow the... <laughs> Sorry. Where's your team in the ALD? Shout out. Anyway, Willow the dog. My team's still in first place in the American <laughs> League, so put some respect on their name. Willow the dog is starting to figure out what I do for a living. What? Because <laughs> did she hear you on the radio? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I, I go. I sometimes am a guest on other radio shows when I'm not hosting this one. Yeah. So Willow was running around the house and you know was kind of being a bit much. But then when the radio stations called for me to be a guest. She immediately stopped, and then uh. I would pick her up and walk around while doing these interviews, which was good. And then I was on a walk, and she wasn't a problem while walking, and I did one of the interviews. It was good. It was good. So Will the dog's figuring it out. Wow. Like, Smart don't bother, dog. Don't bother dad when he's on the phone talking loudly about sports. Smart dog, not like one of those kids that bursts in on during a TV interview. Remember no. that? Remember that viral COVID interview on news or Which whatever? Which one? There's I, I don't know, but one of the networks, like on nightly news, and the guy, his kids burst in the room or something like that. Willow the dog's not like that. Oh, she's not. And that's been weekly positivity. We must talk. Go ahead. Talk back to the drive with Josh Graham. 
We heard from Bryce Young earlier today. Bryce spoke for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Not a lot of it was interesting. But shout out to our friend Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz who got to the important topics today. Important questions were asked, such as sweet tea or unsweet tea, Bryce? Personally, more of an unsweet tea. Uh, that's just that's just me. Yeah, um, that's just me. But um, yeah, yeah. Do you add sugar? Uh, not necessarily. Um, not necessarily when when that happens. Um, but sweet, you know, I feel like sweet tea is great. It's like you know more of. A, I feel like it's like a special occasion type of thing. You know, it's like it's so good. It's like you can't have it every day. So uh, I guess that that's I guess that's that's my my thought process. Can't you have it every day? You know, it's just I. You know, sometimes sugary. You know, sugary stuff, and you know, it's not depending on where it's from and all that. But you know, sometimes sugary stuff every day may not be the best. But um, you know, that, that's a case by case basis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a special occasion type of thing. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like. You can't just, you can't have a birthday cake every day. Like, you got to wait till it's your birthday. So, you know, it's, that's the thought process. Somebody <laughs> get the, you got to wait till your, it's your birthday on top of 50 cents in the club. We need to figure that one out. You got to wait till it's your birthday from Bryce. That's a lot of. Walking around the issue, tiptoeing around the issue. He's now a Bojangles spokesman. This sounds like he doesn't drink sweet tea. Oh, I side with the unsweet. Do you put some sugar in it? Ah, uh, well, you know, special occasions. What? It's like birthday cake? Sweet tea? Special occasions? Most of you who are listening to my voice right now are thinking... I have coffee every day that has three times as much sugar as one sweet tea has. What are you talking about, Bryce? This is just more evidence that while Bryce is a Bojangles spokesman, no chance he eats at Bojangles. You can't just, you can't have a birthday cake every day. Like, you got to wait till it's your birthday. You got to wait till it's your birthday. <laughs> That's what I say to anybody, you know. There are kids out there who are like, oh, I know what I want for my birthday. Can I have it early? I always respond to them, no, you you got to wait. You got to. <laughs> Sweet tea and or, birthday cake. Or as thing. Bryce Young put it, you got to wait until it's you your birthday. You can't have a birthday cake every day. Like You got to wait till it's your birthday. So. Got to wait till it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> got uh, We don't get many gems from him, but we do, man. It's Mwah. But no, it's just that part. When he gets very whispery, yeah, it's like when you get very sexual with your stories. And without I'm not intending even trying to. So. to. That's I'm what I'm saying. Talking. Bryce wasn't trying to here either, but this just sounded very sensual. You can't just you can't have a birthday cake every day. Like you got to wait till it's your birthday. Take the cake part out. I don't want the cake part. I just want these words. You got to wait till it's your birthday. Something that every you got to wait till it's your birthday. So something every guy has heard at some point. This conversation is just spiraling. Hit the drop one more time. Like you got to wait till it's your birthday. So, so yeah, I, I'm calling shenanigans on Bryce Young. No way he actually eats at Bojangles. I don't think he's eating Chicken Supremes. And would it surprise me if it came out that Bryce was vegan? And that's fine. I'm, like you I'm gotta not. Wait till it's your birthday. So, for sweet tea. Yeah, you got to. Special occasion. When it's Bryce's birthday, did you, got, did you get some unsweet tea today, Bryce? Did you? Some sweet tea? Waiting for a special occasion, Bryce. Yep. He also updated us on his sliding lessons since 
the sliding didn't go so well last week. They're in progress. They're in progress. I'm a work in progress. Obviously, I started at a very low point. I have a lot to accomplish, but it, it's a work in progress still. Cam Newton had to do the same thing. He he was very awkward with that. <laughs> he's six foot five. It looked more awkward than yours, I guess. Have you watched that films of that, or are you studying this, or what? Yeah, I have, I have no excuse then, because I'm definitely not six foot five. Um, but it's, um, yeah, we've <laughs> we've talked about it a little bit, and. Um, yeah, we'll 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 see how it how it turns out when an opportunity comes up. Get the old slip and slide. That's what you need to do. You're a baseball player. How'd you learn to slide? I just you just slide. Well, I mean, I, baseball games I went to, they'd put you through drills. But I mean, that's what they do a lot of times for these fo- these quarterbacks. They'll bring in like MLB MLB players or ex MLB players, and they'll teach them how to slide. As they should. Yeah. Get some ex MLB players on yeah. it. Make it happen. Teach Bryce Young how to slide. Cam Newton was really bad early on at sliding. Yeah, he just tried to truck people, didn't he? No, there was some time. Like, he got good at it eventually. Sliding? Like, he was very good at making it because Cam is very coordinated, great at dancing and stuff. So yeah. he, he got really good around like 2014, 2015 at sliding and then popping back up to do like the first down motion or the – Dab yep. or the flip of the ball or the spin. He got really good at like choreographing his slide. But early on, it was pretty, pretty ugly. Eleven days till the Panthers opener. Bryce Young, not the only quarterback in the news from the Panthers. Matt Corral waived today. We'll see if he clears waivers after the Panthers picked up three players off of waivers and some positions they needed some depth at corner, um, offensive line. And I think they picked up a defensive lineman, too. Or, or linebacker, excuse me, earlier today. Shifting things. There's the Spider-Man meme that's popular on the internet where you have the Spider-Mans all pointing at each other because they all look the same. I missed the part where that's my problem. North Carolina and South Carolina. If the Spider-Man meme were a college football game, it'd be this one. Because they're pretty much the same team. Both had similar seasons in 2022. The Heels were in the inferior of the two divisions in the ACC, the ACC Coastal, and they won nine games out of it. The Gamecocks in the inferior of the two SEC divisions, the SEC East, won eight. The Heels, really good offensively, not so good defensively. 34 points a game, they scored, allowed 30. South Carolina scored 32 a game, allowed 28. Pretty similar stuff here. Because of these seasons that they had, those two years, that's what made this matchup so intriguing. It's why even though only one of the two are ranked, college game day is going to be in Charlotte, and this is going to be on prime time in ABC. Both teams are under construction offensively. And while both are returning a quarterback, Spencer Rattler for South Carolina, Drake May for the Tar Heels, obviously, each has to replace an offensive coordinator. Phil Longo gone to join Luke Fickle in Wisconsin. Insert Chip Lindsey from UCF. For South Carolina, Marcus Satterfield joins Matt Rule in Nebraska. So there's going to be a change in play calling there. North Carolina replacing a lot of starters. They only have five starters back on offensive defense. South Carolina, only four. But what separates, I think, the Gamecocks from the Tar Heels is that At least South Carolina has a receiver I know that's a dude in Juice Wells. North Carolina believes they have that in Tez Walker, but Tez Walker, as we talk to you right now, is still ineligible to play for Saturday. So I wouldn't expect at this point that he's going to play, even though there's still a lot of pressure being applied to try and get him eligible in order to play. And even if he does, you're still replacing Josh Downs and Antoine Green. A lot of changes that we noted. But expectations for both teams, North Carolina and South Carolina, they are higher than usual. For North Carolina, it's because of Drake May, and you have a coach that's a, a name people recognize in Mac Brown. For South Carolina, it's because of what they did last November. Probably the two best wins in Gamecock history the last decade. Like, in the last decade of Gamecock football, post-Steve Spurrier, those are the two best wins. And that happened back-to-back, beating Tennessee and then going to Death Valley to beat Clemson. That's why the hype is where it is. And this game... What makes it so intriguing, there aren't a lot of games like this in week one. Florida State, uh, LSU is probably the only other one that would qualify and check this box. 
this game is essential in both teams achieving their goals. In other words, whoever loses this game, it's hard to imagine, especially with North Carolina's schedule, how difficult it is in South Carolina being in the SEC, that they meet the hype that's set before them without this win. And only one can win it. WD and I will both be at that game on Saturday night. Don't know how much interest the six-man of Tar Heel basketball has in Tar Heel football. That's BDOT. But he's going to join us anyway. And I wonder how excited he is to potentially go to Cal, Stanford, and SMU for conference games. We'll find out when he joins us to play grammar school next. It's the Drive with Josh Graham. WSJS. Six, 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 six. The sixth man of Tar Heel basketball is B-Dot. But we're not going to talk hoops right now. It bums me out that this is the last week that the ACC headquarters are going to be in Greensboro. They had a ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday in Uptown Charlotte. All the employees will be at the new office starting next Tuesday. That bums me out a little bit, especially with the news that Stanford, Cal, and SMU, it still feels kind of imminent that they're going to be added to the ACC. Dot, you 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 always cheer me up when you join the show, my friend. So I just got to know, like, which road trip are you most excited to make? Palo Alto to watch the Heels face Stanford? Or is it Berkeley to see Cal? Or how about visiting Dallas, maybe getting some Whataburger or in and out in your life? I mean, everything's bigger in Dallas. And, you know, the, the, the cowboy fan in me would love to make that trip. Um, you know, I'm not very interested in Stanford on any level. Um, Cal, possibly. Hey, no, I, no, I no. See- Hold one sec, man. ACC legend Tiger Woods, if Stanford joins the ACC. Yeah, yeah. I have absolutely no desire to go to Stanford, as recently stated. Um, but again, Dallas, I would be interested in going down to Dallas. I enjoyed Whataburger. Um, I'm not a big in and out fan. I don't like that. I would prefer cookout over in and out any day, but Whataburger was cool. Bryce Young was asked by our friend Vashti Hurt earlier today, uh, about (laughs) sweet tea. He's lost his damn mind. Or unsweet tea. And he said that it's a special occasion thing. It's something. You gotta wait till it's your birthday. You gotta wait till it's your birthday. (laughs) Oh my God. To have that's what it's like. You can't have your birthday cake on your birthday, uh, or you can't have your birthday cake earlier than your birthday. You gotta, you gotta wait. wait till it's your birthday. You gotta wait till it's your birthday. Oh I, I'm of the belief. This is my theory. Even though he's a Bojangles spokesman, I don't believe he's had Bojangles. I don't believe he would eat Bojangles. I bet you it's gonna come out. It's gonna be a scandalous story that Bryce Young's a vegan. Yeah, yeah. This is like the um, the Bishop Sycamore. Of of the NFL right now. I need yeah. to watch that. Oh man, it's amazing. That guy Roy Ray Ray. He's a horrible individual. There is a seat selected for him in hell. If you've ever seen that Bishop Sycamore documentary, but no, there's no chance he's had Bojangles. He definitely has not had sweet tea. That to be his answer, Joshua Graham. I am drinking a sweet tea right now. I just had a swig of. But a it's sweet not tea. your Nobody birthday. And your birthday's not till a couple of days, 9-11. But that's neither here nor there. Listen, nobody, where is he from? Where is where was he born? Where is Bryce from? California. What part of California? SoCal. I'm so disappointed. Like, because, but I'm not I'm not I'm not shocked at this point because you go California, you go to New York and places, they don't have tea in these places. It is so like you have to ask them like do you have to no we don't have to can you bring me some sugar packet for this unsweetened tea why would you unsweetened tea you have to be of some alien life from joshua graham yeah I, i think i'm with you on all of this i think i agree on every account the only thing that kind of bums me out more about that idea this the revelation i made to you over the weekend watching major league for the first time in a long time and then reading stories about it I don't think Wesley Snipes is a good athlete. He can't play basketball, and according to the director, he he's not fast. Every scene in that movie is it's him running in slow motion, 
to make it look like he's running fast because he doesn't, in fact, run fast. And they had to edit out every scene of him throwing. If you watch Major League, you never see Willie Mays Hayes throwing. This bums me out. Does it bum you out as a Wesley Snipes fan? Not at all, man, because someone who appears to be athletic but is not, I totally understand Wesley Snipes' dilemma. Like, I get it. Like, people think I can dance. They think I have rhythm. They think I'm an athletic. I'm an athlete like, all the time. You tell and me I'm they assume you know a lot about rap music. People come up to you and say, oh, yeah, you worked at jams, which means you must yeah, know yeah. every rap song that's ever been made. Yeah, and that's totally incorrect. I don't at all. So I totally understand Wesley Snipes. And it just shows how great of an actor Wesley Snipes is. Because we thought up until this moment that he was very athletic. Until you did a deep dive in that rabbit hole, no one would have been able to convince you that Wesley Snipes wasn't athletic. Like, no way. If only he would have been able to act like an accountant, he may have saved himself some jail time, Josh Graham. Now let's get to grammar school with our guy B dot. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B dot's vernacular. I'm gonna put one in the air. It's time for B dot's grammar school. Nobody better than B dot. Pre-game, during game, post-game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Man, that intro is so everything, man. It's got Josh putting one in the air. It's got JB giving me props. And our big shouts to Heritage Hardwood Floors for always sponsoring the whole thing, man. When it comes to flooring, they have absolutely no ceiling, Josh Graham. I have a callcastic question for you that's based on a movie I watched for the first time last night. I watched Unfaithful because I'm a fan of Diane Lane and of mm. Richard Gere. Hmm. Richard Gere, very famous. Diane Lane, very famous. Can you name a movie for either of them not named Unfaithful? Gosh. The female, absolutely not. But Richard Gere, there's something there. There, there, there are movies that I remember that name. Two words, um, Julia Roberts movie, involves yeah. a prostitute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Julia Roberts. Oh, uh, oh! I know this, Josh Graham. Wait a minute, I know my mom's one. favorite movie, which is weird. I know this one. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? The name of the movie. What is it, though? I can't think of it. Might it. Be a way, it might be a way to describe Julia Roberts in two words. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. I expect similar grace when it comes to the questions in grammar school this week. What do we got? All right. Up. Oh, hold one sec. 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 I have a four pack of Wake Forest tickets for tomorrow night against Elon for anybody who can call in and help me with any of these words. And you know what? I just want the attempt. Even if you don't help. I just need, like, the input at 336-777-1600. If you help me with a grammar school question, you'll have a four-pack of tickets for Wake Elon tomorrow night. This one word can have two different meanings. If you give both meanings, you get both points, Josh Graham. But if you get one, you get one point. The word is tight. Okay. I think I got this one. But 336-777-1600, in case someone can help us out. I think tight means you're mad. Boy, I'm tight. Like, LeBron was tight when J.R. Smith didn't realize what the score was at game one of the finals, at the end of game one of the finals a few years ago. And tight also means something's cool. Wow, Oppenheimer, tight. Barbie, tight. like that as well. So I think those are the two meanings of the words, tight, Meaning cool, tight meaning angry. And you get two points today, Josh Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger fist pump, soon to be yeah. ACC legend. I love you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Up next, we're going to go back in the throwback machine, Josh Graham. Um, people don't really use this reference that much anymore, but you may hear it every now, now and then if you go to something like Blue Faint Flame or a magic city, okay? What does it mean to make it rain, Josh Graham? Make it rain. 
I got Wake Elon tickets. This game's sold out tomorrow. And I got a four-pack of tickets that you could use to go if you could just tell me what it means to make it rain. 336-777-1600 is that uh, phone number we have here. I forgot to tell you, WD watched Point Break for the first time earlier this week. Seemed to really like it. Oh, it was great. Did you like it? I did. Swayze's fantastic in this thing. That uh, was the Patrick Swayze one y'all decided on? Yeah. Uh-huh. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> okay. So now the phone lines are starting to flood with people who feel like they know what it means to make it rain. Like, I'm looking to my right. I now have a screen where I can see oh. all the calls coming in, and there are like six of them. Oh, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I do it all the time. 336 777 one six hundred. Who am I going to to help me here? Who will also win Wake Forest Elon tickets? Patrick in Greensboro. Patrick, what's it mean to make it rain? Means you know, just throwing that money out. You know, throwing the money down. Oh, throwing the money on the on the the classy throwing ladies. Mo- Is that what we're doing? You're making it rain. You're throwing the money. You're making it rain. All right. Throwing the money Congratulations. out. Congratulations. You got tickets to Elon and Wake Forest tomorrow night. Patrick, just stay on the line. I think that's right. That's 100% correct. That's definitely what it means to make it rain. You throw that money in the air. Lou Williams makes it rain. Yeah. And while he's eating his own um, flavored chicken wings. Lemon lemon pepper. Okay. (laughs) What's the last one? What's a bankroll, Josh Graham? Bankroll? Yeah. What's a bankroll? Darn it. I've already used my lifeline. Have used your lifeline. To go three for three. Could always use WD. No, I think I got this. I think a bankroll is to... Do you have any idea? Did you want to input something? I mean, I think I know what it is. A bankroll is probably a roll of that cash. That cash, yeah. That that cache, that Skrilla. That's right. (laughs) That, yeah, sure. scratch. Is anybody (laughs) in the car with you? Because I think I just heard a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just me laughing. I'm in the car by myself laughing at you and all these different nicknames. Skrilla. Skrilla, scratch, really? You made more Skrilla. I I think, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Bankroll is you just got, you got cash for days. You got pockets of cash. Yeah, you just got a big roll of money in your pocket. Usually it's tied up with a rubber band, but that's a bank roll. Three for three, three man. Three for three. Three for three for today. Four for four, actually. Like uh, one of them combos at Wendy's. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that's been Grammar School for this week. dot. Oh, super exciting stuff. He's going to watch Varsity Blues for the first time next week. I don't think I've ever seen Varsity Blues. Give it a ten. Uh, we have to figure out who the best movie quarterback is because Willie Beeman's up there. Yeah, of course. And Sunshine Ronnie Bass in the conversation. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Johnny Utah. Give me two. G- give me give me two, Utah. <laughs> give me two. Uh, th- that's a good one. Um, Matt Saracen, though, has to be considered. And I forget the name of the quarterback of Friday Night Lights, even though it was more about Booby Miles before he got hurt. That's That's what I think about. I'm going Willie Beeman all day. Like, it's nobody. Willie Beeman had a music video. Willie Beeman was that dude, though. He beat up LL Cool J. Well, I mean, it's debatable, but that, 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 listen, Willie Beeman is the smoothest, coolest, winningest quarterback in cinematic, cinematic history. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm being told I have one more four pack of tickets for Wake Forest and Elon for tomorrow night. I don't know how to give them away. Any ideas, B Dot? Hmm. I don't know. Should I do like the hacky radio thing where I'm like, caller number five, <laughs> caller number five, gets tickets to go. Yeah, and, and, and then where you make sure you you make sure you make them tell you what station hooked them up at the end, and they have to say your station. <laughs> do that right now. I want to do. I dot. I want you to help me out because you did oh, more God. of these than I did. Give me the give me the third caller three three six seven 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 one six hundred right now, and you get tickets to Wake Forest Elon tomorrow night. All you have to do is call in. And BDOT's going to do like a quick air check as if this is a hip-hop station for WSJS. You can help us out yes. with this. Like, because I am, we never had to do this in my business. Never had to. So 
I'm not trained in the arts of, you know, like how, how hey, tell them what station's hooking you up with tickets, sending you out to yeah. the base. The ba I, I just can't do it. But you, you, it probably is second nature. Well, no, I always hate that. Like, luckily at my station, my hip hop station, my boss was anti that foolishness. So, like, it was always corny and frowned upon because of course they're going to say that station is their favorite station because that station just gave them tickets to whatever they just <laughs> in for. So we never ever did that. And I was so thankful and I always cringe when radio stations do it, but, but I'll do it for WSJS right now. Let's get a call. I'm so bad at doing this. I didn't even give the phone number three, three, six, seven, 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 you one, six hundred. That's it. Like WD is like, why, why, why is nobody calling? It's so easy. Calls usually flood in. It's like, well, Josh forgot to give the number. 336-777-1600 if you want to play along. <laughs> no, it would I help just, if you gave the number. The number always would. helps. Yeah. I think, uh, Dot, I'm going to let you go with that. Because, and How about I just give him an obnoxious number to pick up since we're running out of time? Seven. Oh, actually, I think Dot's going to... I think... Uh, I think uh, now, now this is amazing. He's actually going to get to number seven really quickly. For us to do this really quick. Just tell me the name of the caller so we could do this really quickly. Who's going to Wake Forest Elon tomorrow night? You know the name of the stadium now? A Legacy Federal Credit Union Stadium. Wake Forest and Elon. Who am I going to, WD? Drew, what do you got? Drew. Yeah, bro. WSJS, man. <laughs> Hook him up. Hold one sec. Hold one sec. I'll have BDOT figure this out. How, how are you going to drop this for us, BDOT? Here we go, Drew. Congratulations, Drew. Where are you calling from, Drew? Greensboro, bro. Greensboro, you only got a short drive up the road because you're going to see Wake Forest play Elon tomorrow night. You got a four-pack. Yeah. Who are you going to take with you, Drew? Man, anybody who wants to roll. Anybody that wants to roll, you just hop in the car. <laughs> roll with Drew to Winston-Salem. <laughs> got to do is let us know what station hooked you up, buddy. WSJS. Boom, baby! Yeah! Whoa! Whoa! There he goes! <laughs> All right, Dot, I love you. Thanks for playing along. And my apologies, yeah, and my apologies to WD for putting him through all of that in the last two minutes. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. So glad to have you on this Wednesday drive. It is WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad, where there's been some movement on the Carolina Panthers roster today that we'll get to shortly. Plus, we have a ton of Wake Forest Elon tickets that we're going to be giving away today. Not because the ticket's not in demand. It's the eve of the game, and the game is sold out. If you want to get in, make sure you stick around. We'll tell you how to win those four packs of tickets that we have. But on the eve of the college football season, it still feels likely the ACC expansion bombshell is coming. It's going to drop sometime this week. And if that happens now, if Cal, Stanford, and SMU do in fact join the ACC this week, it would almost be poetic. Poetic symmetry almost. Because consider this. This week is officially the last week the ACC will have league headquarters in Greensboro. There was a ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday in Charlotte. They have a new uptown Charlotte office that's right next to Bank of America Stadium. They're excited about that. You knew about the year-long exploration process and this year-long move to get its employees into that building. What I've been told is employees will be starting to work there in full, that they hope to have the office fully functional, uh, functional the day after Labor Day. So that's next Tuesday. This is the last week, the month of August, the ACC will have a headquarter, its headquarters in Greensboro. That's after 70 years, two months, and 18 days that the ACC has called Greensboro home. The league was founded 
at the Sedgefield Inn at the time, which is now the league, the uh, Sedgefield Country Club clubhouse at the golf course in Greensboro. That was in 1953 that that happened. Mike moving to Charlotte, though, adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU shows just how little the ACC's leaders care about tradition. It shows how little they care about the way things have always been. And this isn't blaming specifically Jim Phillips, but this was to be expected when the last two cycles of ACC additions 20 years ago and 10 years ago mostly consisted of Big East schools. The Big East failed, and the Big East now has almost the majority voting block. You got seven former Big East schools that make up the ACC. So if you're willing to uproot headquarters in Greensboro and move 90 miles to the Queen City, you're probably going to be willing to expand 3,000 miles away and send your student-athletes all across the country to play games in the name of money because you're certainly not being driven at all by what your core fan base values and you're not being you're not using tradition as a compass you're not using what has made the ACC great for as long as it's existed as a compass this is why when this if the ACC does eventually meet the same fate as the Pac-12 and to be clear I don't think that's going to happen at least not in the near future that's not going to happen it's not going to hurt nearly as badly as I think it would as I think it I would have expected it would even 5 years ago or a couple years back it's not going to hurt as bad because if the ACC no longer exists like we expect the Pac-12 is going to die one day it's not going to be the ACC we grew up loving it's just not <laughs> going to be Cal and Stanford and SMU and Pitt and Boston College and Louisville. It's time for the Boston College. No, the five things of five is in like in 10 minutes. Yeah, I jumped the gun a little bit there. Yeah. 336-777-1600 if you want in on today's show. By the way, you can jump in if you'd like to on Twitter at WSJS Radio. That's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Loyalty doesn't matter anymore. But if North Carolina and Clemson had opportunities to leave the conference and go elsewhere, like North Carolina to the Big Ten, for example, I wouldn't even really fault them anymore. You know many of the same people that right now are moving headquarters from Greensboro to Charlotte would tell you, oh, what loyalty and uh, tradition, North Carolina, what a shame. You can't say anything about loyalty and tradition anymore when you're showing you don't value that by exploring Stanford and Cal and SMU and moving headquarters out of Greensboro. Plain and simple. Let's go to Stewart in Greensboro that wants in on the topic. Stewart, go right ahead. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir here, and um, it's a sad day if it does come. I would equate this to how NASCAR went away from all the small rural tracks and went to the big places and how that damaged the sport and how it damaged the fan base. But let me ask you this, though. On that note, I hear that analogy made a ton, and I agree with it. Again, you're preaching to the choir. But my question, and it's a question I ask myself, and I'll ask you as well, how far does it have to go before you stop caring, before you stop watching? Because I'm not nearly close to that point yet. Uh, That's a very, very good, fine point. Um. It just, if it doesn't appear to be authentic and real, and I will equate this to my interest in love in baseball growing up, and then when I worked in the business, saw the strike in 94, saw the steroids, don't watch it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm done with it. And I, you can't even recognize college sports now because you're losing some of the traditions. I mean, is anyone going to go and watch Louisville and – SMU and a football ACC game, if that is, or yeah. um, an ACC basketball tournament. No, no one cares. Is anybody going to go to an ACC football championship if they have it in Jerry World and Dallas between 
Boston College, and Pitt. Boston College? I'd probably say no, Stuart. <laughs> no, they definitely will not go a great uh, to that whatsoever. Well, I appreciate and, um, oh. you know, on, on top of that, I don't know if you saw the news about uh, the deal ESPN has formed with some of these theaters yeah. to watch games. Yeah. In theaters. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> we're going back to the Anybody's 90s, baby. We got the, we're getting the CW involved, and we're also going to the movie theaters. That's a great point, too. Thank you for the call, Stuart. Uh, I don't know. I love the movie theaters, but I think I'm probably in the minority of that. Get an Oppenheimer and a Wake uh, Notre Dame doubleheader, maybe? Next week, <laughs> Wake Vandy, Oppenheimer, yeah. doubleheader. Let's make it happen. I'm in. A lot of smart people yeah. on the screen. Uh-huh. Make it happen. Uh, shifting conversation here. A lot of roster movement with the Carolina Panthers. And after today's movement, there are three key areas worth following between now and and the Panthers opener in Atlanta 11 days from now. And it starts with quarterback. Yes, Bryce is always uh, an interesting topic, but we're talking about the backups here. And you knew something might have been up. Oh, hey, Matt Corral made the 53-man roster. That's great. Good for him. They're going to have three quarterbacks. And then Frank Reich was asked specifically, hey, are you going to keep three quarterbacks? And this is how he responded. I'm not in position to say that right now. You know what I mean? Um, Everything is where we're looking at – Obviously, we love the work that Matt has done, so um, the quarterback position is valuable. Um, we feel good about where he's at, but there's a lot of moving parts, as you, as you, you guys know. Uh, that's, that's the question all 32 teams are facing right now. What do you do with the third quarterback? So that's always a tough question. And then a day later, the Panthers added three players on waivers, which means they had to uh, cut three players, and Matt Corral was among the three cuts. We'll see if he gets through waivers so the Panthers can sign him to the practice squad. But that's what's going on with the QBs. And then you have the health of skill position guys. LaVisca Chenault still on con- in concussion protocol. DJ Chark dealing with the hamstring. Terrace Marshall Jr. the back. We haven't seen Miles Sanders and Justin Houston in action yet. And at right guard, one of the guys that they added, WD, Calvin Throckmorton. Nice. Nailed it. Got yeah. that one. Saints guard started 20 games. Is it going to be Chandler Zavala, who started the last two preseason games, the fourth-round draft pick from NC State, in Austin Corbett's stead? Or is it going to be Calvin Throckmorton? Throckmorton, darn it. Yeah, overstayed your welcome. I did, yeah. He played 31 games for the Saints, started 20 of them. Mostly a tackle, but can play guard. That's an experienced option that potentially could step in there. You're on the drive with Josh Graham, WSJS. As college football season looks to take off, the NFL starts eight days from now, we're still trying some things out. And we still don't know if this segment's any good or not. The segment is called Hey Bear. Hey Hey Bear. That's the name of the segment, which gives us an opportunity since every week we're inundated with fantastic bear stories just to share some of them with you in this specific segment. We figured isolating that and spending some time on our favorite species of animal is the right thing to do. So let's do that. Let's play Hey Bear. I mean the bear necessities. That's why a bear can rest at ease with just the bear necessities of life. Hey Bear! WD, let's just trade some bear stories that we've come across. Would you like to begin? I would. So this first story is going to take us up to Pennsylvania, where... Apparently, this um, park manager, she's no stranger to wildlife, but she actually found a bear cub in distress. Really? Yes. And so, luckily, she knew exactly what to do. Now, here's the distress. The cub had a plastic jug over its head. Oh. Yeah. That sounds cute. It It is kind of cute. There's a little bit, there's a picture here of this bear with a plastic jug on its head. Um... So she grabbed it, and it was a little bit tight, and she says she gave the cub some words of encouragement. Aw. As she was, like, trying to get it off its head. Come on, cub. 
Yeah, because it was like flailing around in resistance and all that. You she's, got it, baby cub. She said after about 10 seconds of struggling, she managed to get this thing off the cub and it was free. And she she actually said she highly doubts the cub would have survived another day had she not been there to take care of it. So actually a, a, a good feeling story. Fantastic. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. Let's go to New Hampshire. That's what I think they say up there. Do they? New Hampshire. <laughs> We call it New Hampshire everywhere else. It's like Missouri. They say Missouri. Getting to the story, though. You better watch your back, box truck workers. We've all seen you. Yesterday, I was riding home with Willow the dog, and what do I see? One of these box truck workers stopping in the middle of the street. So entitled, box truck workers. You can just park your car anywhere, leave your doors wide open. Oh, you're not going to steal any of my stuff. I can just park it in this no park zone, and you're not going to do anything. Why? Because I have a box on my truck, box truck worker. I can just leave them anywhere. I can leave it, the keys in the trunk. I can leave my lunch in the car. And what are you going to do? Well, here's what's going to happen to you eventually. A bear in New Hampshire, predictably, saw a company box truck open and proceeded to sit in the passenger seat of this truck, eat the guy's lunch while casually perching its arm out the window as if it owned the truck. Because guess what? That bear does. That is the bear's truck now. Because you left the keys in there, and you left the doors open, and you left your lunch to be eaten. So this is a, you know, this is a life check for you, a gut check for you, box truck worker. We see, and the rules still apply to you of the road and of life. The police have put out a statement in response to this story saying, keep your windows up, doors locked, and clear your cars of snacks. Hey, Bear! <laughs> What's next? So, the first story I had is a very good feel-good story. This one's a little different. You like the dark stuff. I do love it. It's good. There's Muhammad Ali, and then there's this black bear. So, this man named Rick, uh, he was moseying around his neighbor. He lives in Canada. Sudbury, Canada. Sudbury. Go Wolves. Wolves? Sudbury Wolves. That's where the Stahl brothers are from. Oh, how about Grew up that? on a farm in Sudbury. Sudbury area. How about that? So this man, he's... I think he's doing a little jog or something. When he comes face to face with a mother black bear. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it turns out this guy's actually a former boxer. And he combined his skills this looked to be about a 300 plus pound bear so big one the bear actually comes at him initiates this well nelson uh nelson gave her the old one two popped her a few times actually popped the bear in the teeth yeah wow popped the bear in the teeth so uh, the bear retaliated though he sw it took a took a left hook at him that's not what you're supposed to do that's not what you're, he didn't listen you're to you're supposed to just have your arms up and walk up to the bear and say Hey, bear. That. Didn't do that. Yeah. This person paid. So he pops the bear in the teeth. The bear gives him a little bit of a left hook. Then he punched the bear right in the snout. And the bear ran away back into the woods with Whoa. her cubs. So actually, now he's a boxer, though. So this is a special circumstance. Sure. He, he's got I'll some try good, this at home, kids. He's got some good uh, accuracy and force with that jab. So. Hey, bear. Let's go right up the road to the great state of Tennessee. Uh-oh. Gatlinburg. This car has a sunroof? That's what this bear is probably thinking. <laughs> when this bear came across a family from Pennsylvania vacationing in Tennessee. My family, my extended family, just did a trip to Gatlinburg. They have a timeshare there and went to Dollywood, the entire works. Apparently, when they left to go to lunch, they got back into their car and there was a bear not only in their car, but st standing up with his head and arms out of <laughs> the sunroof, and uh, the video looks like the bear is waving at them. It's amazing video. Needless to say, they were not happy about this. 
The guy said his wife was yelling at me because it was her car and they just got the car all fixed up. Oh, no. And apparently his wife had told him, you have to close the windows, close the doors, and lock the doors wherever you go. And the husband didn't listen, saying, no one's going to steal our car. Well, he was right. No one did steal the car, but the bear did get inside and he treated himself to a snack. There were some peanuts out on the front seat. I mean, I get it. I get it. This is I any any time when I was a kid that I could get in somebody's car that had a sunroof, that's all I wanted to do was just stand in the seat with my head and torso out the window and just just say hello to the world, just like this bear did. And that's been Hey Bear. That's probably what you would have said back if you saw the bear outside the window. Special shout out to our friends at East Coast Wangs and Grill. Wangs. I feel like Today's show, I've been explaining a lot of internet memes on the show, but one that's been popular over the last few months was sh- it's just Shaq sitting on the set, and it has the text, <laughs> sorry, I have to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. And I feel like <laughs> I got to apologize to East Coast Wings and Grill because we've, we love your wings. We love your work and all the heat indexes and flavors that you have, and we've loved the mac and cheese mac and cheeseburger that you've been talking about and wd loves your salads and Mm -hmm. your selections of beers and such but as a buffalo chicken sandwich savant they heard us earlier this week talking about this new chick-fil-a sandwich that was debuted and they said you don't even know what we are capable of doing here and they sent us some buffalo chicken sandwiches today And here's what makes it great. It's not just the fact that it's hand-breaded and you can tell when you taste hand-breaded stuff and you have these great sauces on it, which isn't a surprise when you talk about the types of wings they have and the flavors they have. They have melted provolone cheese on top. It was excellent. Game changer. Absolute game changer. So as a huge fan of East Coast Wings' work already, I need to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game in the sense of the buffalo chicken sandwich, didn't know that you dabbled in those types of dark arts. And by the way, like the buns, they get they get it toasted just per oh. Like, you know a perfectly toasted grilled cheese? Yeah. It was just like that. The chips are browned to perfection, which is just the way I like them. Fantastic. Visit them. They have a location in Greensboro off New Garden. They have a location off Main Street in Kernersville. Kernersville! Country Club, Logan, <laughs> Winston, wherever you're listening, you can pay them a visit.